the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Indeed, welcome to the show. This is another episode of The Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This episode is number 361 for the week commencing Monday, the 30th of November 2015. My name is Edwin Herman, and I'm joined by my co host, Ben Sonko. Thanks, Ed. Hey. So there's almost a podcast for every day of the year. Yeah, I, exactly. In fact, uh, last one was a podcast for every degree in a circle. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. You said you had one for every number, didn't you, like coming up? I think I remember you saying that. You had a whole bunch of... Did um, I? I'm sure we yeah, can, I'm sure didn't we can, you? No, I don't Did recall saying that. <laughs> I mean, Am I just I, making that up? Oh, I, okay. I, I think you are. I don't, I don't recall that. I, Imaginary I, Ed is so much more interesting than you. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you're right, though. In four episodes' time, there'll be one for every day of the year, hmm. or in a non-leap year. Well, then that will be the next episode. Yeah, well, that's right. Okay, so let's kick off the show with this uh, story about a software pirate, a 30-year-old Czech man. Uh, his name is Jacob, Jacob F. Now he was a he's a software pirate. He was pirating a whole heap of software left, right and centre. And he has been caught and the claimed losses from, the, the, well, there are lots of vendors involved, but Microsoft alone claimed losses of 340,000 euros. And that's not counting the other vendors. So uh, this guy's been caught, but here's a, here's a deal though, right, Ben? He's managed to avoid a fine. Well, I mean, you could say that he's paid a fine. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. He's he's avoided having have, well. He's avoided having to pay the losses claimed. The deal was that he makes an anti-piracy video, and if it goes what they call viral, which is above two hundred thousand views in uh, is it one month? I think or two, two months. Two months. Is that really the definition of viral? Well, that's their definition. Uh, that's this good seems en- pretty low. It is pretty low, but that's good enough for them. If if he can achieve that, he's he he can you know they're not going to sue him for that amount. And he did. Well, it would it. be really funny if was if somebody recorded their video and then put it on BitTorrent and he didn't get his two hundred views because it was being torrented. Well, that now, would be that, a, would, be, that, that would, would be ironic. Be I guess it probably would, wouldn't it? There's it some would irony. Be a yeah. Just yeah. A- <laughs> but yeah, he's it's up to over nine hundred thousand views now. It's it, it may well hit a million. At what point does it turn into a um, just a joke, though? I mean, immediately, or like it's sort of it's it's almost its own thing now. Um, like once the story gets out, and you sort of you know, he could potentially be just laughing the whole the whole time in the background. Like, well, I don't know if I'm- well, do you think though? I mean, he may not have met his target. But if I mean if he made it funny, like if there was if there was sort of hidden jibes in it that you know you wouldn't necessarily get unless you were on the in, 
Um, and then the people that are on the end watch it and go, well, that's just hilarious. And then, it has, you know, it's being watched for a completely different reason. I quite like the idea of that. I assume that these companies like Microsoft have, if you like, I don't want to use the word infiltrator, but have people on, on that in the same circles. How do you track pirates? You hang out with pirates. How do you how do you find out what gangs are doing? You hang out with gangs. There was a story in the news just recently about a researcher who renewed his application to work with some of these you know uh, gang people and associate with them as part of his research. Now you know the same same with here. I I, I honestly would not be surprised. In fact, I'd be surprised if it wasn't the case that Microsoft and others had people in those same circles. And I I guess where I'm going with this is if what you suggested was the case i strongly suspect it would get back to microsoft and the others and sony and HBO. but what could they do if they said you had to make a video about anti-piracy that you know they would have spelt out the conditions very carefully if he meets all those conditions what can they do yeah and, and that, do they yeah. and do they care i mean all they want is a video about anti-piracy watched as many times as they as they can get it watched if people are taking the piss out of it do they really care yeah and the thing is what what we don't know is i mean the video looks professionally made i don't know whether they pr- uh, provided the script provided the whole in fact they may have orchestrated the whole thing but they wanted his face there as a real person who you know a real pirate who do we knows? know that he's a real pirate could he just be an actor that well, could, like, could, <laughs> could the whole thing be a, a spin well, I assume. Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't they do something like this if it gets publicity? And look how look how great we are. We're your buddy. We're not gonna you know we're not gonna do anything mean. We're just gonna make you what you know make a fun video. Aren't we just good friends? They could easily be doing that. I don't think the whole thing's staged. I'm not saying it is. I'm just not saying it isn't. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, I. I mean, didn't they file a lawsuit already and they then lifted the the lawsuit? So, I mean, I think that in itself suggests that there is a real person behind this. I I didn't see papers for a lawsuit. I haven't seen any of that. You you may have picked up. I have a little bit of scepticism in me. (laughs) Just a bit? It it sneaks through every now and again and some people can see it. Yeah, just a little, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I guess, you know, after talking with you for... So often for you know on on the podcast that I perhaps I'm I'm quite well tuned to your to your cynicism. I'm a little surprised to hear that, but you know it's, you are very observant. So. <laughs> now there's sarcasm. All right, look, let's move on and talk. Let's talk about the Raspberry Pi Zero. Now the Raspberry Pi Zero is a version of the Raspberry Pi that is, uh, I, I guess, a lot smaller, a lot more miniature. Oh, I thought it was free. And yeah, well, it's this. It's almost free, right? It goes for how much? What was the price? Five is it five US dollars? Seriously, that's crazy. I know it's unbelievable. Five US dollars. Wow. Four pounds. No wonder they sold out. Yeah, I know. So they sold out in uh, one day. The first shipment of twenty. I think it was a run of twenty thousand. Sold out in twenty four hours. And I'm not really surprised either at that price. No, and I mean, the first Raspberry Pi had very similar teething issues, if we say, at launch. They were very hard to come by as well. They were, yeah. And then as soon as you did get your hands on one, there's another one out for the same price with double the memory, and you're like, oh, oh, well. I should have waited. (laughs) Yeah. So what what do people make with these things? 
Uh, people make all sorts of things. I tried to do um, some video streaming with it, but it just couldn't really handle the um, the frame rate. I think if you could some if you could tape in, if you could tap into the um, the built-in GPU a little bit better, you could probably have been able to um, transfer at a reasonable rate. But I was trying to transfer like you know fast movement 720p, and it just it was struggling. I use mine for a DNS server now, just a, a secondary DNS server. So I use it at home and at work for the same thing. Just sits plugged in, powered off the router, and there's my secondary DNS. So you you basically yours is a Linux box, effectively. You've got the Linux distro. Yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, it's running. Can't remember Ras Raspberryan or it's it's basically a Debian variant. Um, yeah, made compiled for Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you, Works really well. Have you compiled anything for it? No, I haven't really played it for any of those games. Kind of, yeah. There's just not been anything that I've um, that I've been needed that I've needed to do, and I get my programming fixes in other ways. So yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking. I really want to tinker around with these things, but for me at the moment, it's a solution looking for a problem. I don't have a need for one, but but I want to have a need for one. Does that make that sounds weird? That's but. kind of the beauty of it. Um, I think that is almost the point of it. It's um, you know. Here's this thing, you figure out the best thing, you know, the best use for it, and then tell other people. And that's where you really get that creative, you know, it's the opposite of most operating systems. It's the, you know, take off the chains and let the people do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And we're going to get, we're going to get kids picking these up and doing things. And me and you will look at that and go, what are you doing? That's absolutely crazy. And it will be the most brilliant thing. Uh, yeah. And we'll just, you'd never thought of it. Yep. Yep. No, this is this is really really good. What really I, I guess astounds me is that the first one was priced really, you know, I think was it thirty US dollars or something. This yeah, one I think is, I paid fifteen New Zealand. Right, so that's yeah, that sounds about right at the time. And but this one, as I said, five US dollars. The the Raspberry Pi Zero. Like, how can you make something for five US dollars? That's that cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's got because there was the guy, there was that guy that made the Raspberry Pi supercomputer, and basically just daisy chained them all together through the oh, Ethernet right. port. Yeah, you could, couldn't you? Wrote yeah. an operating system that you know sort of they, um, connected it all together, and I think he was doing Bitcoin mining with it. All oh, right, uh, yep, yep. That's, pr- that's pretty cool. You know, I wouldn't yeah. have thought to do that. It's great. I think he had sixty-four of them. There's a, you know, sixty-four. I think if the, if it was running at was it running at a gig? I can't remember. But if it was running at a gig, there's sixty-four gigahertz processor. That's, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, a little, little bit of loss, of course, but that's pretty impressive. Mm, totally, totally. So, uh, if you were hoping to get your hands on one of these, well. You're going to have to wait for the next run because these 20,000 have sold out in 24 hours. Wow. Amazing. All right. Well, that's uh, the international stories. It wasn't a lot this week. You know what? I've been, in fact, all the news-wise have been pretty quiet, not just the tech ones I've noticed. I, I don't know what it is, but it's almost like we're in a holding pattern until Christmas. Thanks. Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Well, whatever that. I haven't uh, worked out what that is Last week was Thanksgiving. Was the last? Okay. I have no idea. I, uh, Thursday, I think. Yeah. Come on, you you need to show your your I, understanding of, of <laughs> world um, well holid, holidays. Well, 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 well I, I I'm aware History, of it. I guess. I'm aware of it. I yeah. just understand. I don't quite understand what it's all about. But I mean, a quick Google will will sort that out, right? I, I'm hoping that it's the sort of thing when you read it, you go, oh, oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> it's something that you should really know about. Well, well, do you know the answer, or are you just? 
Call yeah, it's the, it's the meeting of the pilgrims and the Indians in America, you know, after the Mayflower. So what are we talking about, like sort of 1600s? So, yeah, it's the sort of it's the, the foundation of America, essentially. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so would that be like to, our not white... To be mis- not to be mistaken with Independence Day, of course, which is, I guess, is the actual founding of America. Well, of the United States of America, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a separate, point. yeah. but um, um, So, yeah, it would be similar to our Waitangi Day. Waitangi Day, day okay, right. Yeah. I get it, okay. Although, yeah, the Waitangi, I guess you'd really say, is the equivalent of signing the Declaration of Independence because it was the creation of New Zealand as an entity. Um, so, no, not really. <laughs> well, <laughs> to yeah, yes and no, yes and no, because the United States were, I mean, the, we have our own Independence Day. The United States was part of Britain and eventually split, you know, and that's so the, I think the equivalent would be more sort of Captain Cook coming to New Zealand, maybe the first meeting of the English and the Maori, like that sort of relationship, or even the maybe the first settlement where they're actually together. That would probably be more of the equivalent. And then when it comes to signing the actual treaty or the declaration, then you have those two line up. Okay. All right. <laughs> you we'll sound go, like we'll you disagree. No, no, I'm just I, – I, I really I, – I read a little bit of – I mean, I've always been interested in history. Right. Um, never studied it at school, but I, I read a little bit of it now. And, I, yeah, I'm interested I, – it's the sort of thing I wish I knew a lot more about, you know, history and classics and all that sort of stuff. I mean, they do say that you can learn a lot from history, but I, I, I don't know. History and I just have never really mixed. Well, I mean, if you did want to try and dip your feet into it, there's a podcast that I'd highly recommend. It's called Hardcore History by a dude called Dan Carlin. And he just makes he makes history very, very interesting. And he covers a huge range of um, of years and topics. And so I've been listening to that for a while, and I find that really interesting. So if you, if you are interested in it, give that a go. So that's uh, a podcast, uh, what is it? Hardcore History Hard- by Hardcore Dan history, Carlin. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right, free yeah. plug there for that podcast. All right, well, uh, we'll see. Is it American history or is it world history or what? What is it? He's American, but he goes into he goes into Roman, he goes into um, Greek, Egyptian. He'll go into World War One, World War Two. He just covers absolutely anything that he finds interesting. The Silk Trade. Uh, yeah, there's probably been one on that. Or I guess one I, coming up. the thing is, I guess I'd have to have some sort of interest. None of this really actually tickles my fancy, to be quite honest. But maybe you and history don't mix. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I guess I'd really have to try it to find out. But I, I yeah, at, at this stage, it's not even a, a sort of a spark. Okay, anyway, Ben, let's end it there for the international stories. But when we come back, we've got a, a Kiwi story for you. Don't go away. Welcome back, and this is the New Zealand section of the show. Uh, Some Kiwi scientists at University of Auckland's Biomimetics Lab have developed a a new concept, a stretchable rubber keyboard, which Mm. can obviously wrap around anything. And as I say, it's not just flexible, it's also stretchable. Oh, I wonder what the um, response on it is like, like a tactile response. Well, they have tested <laughs> out the the keyboard with uh, video games, so I'd like to think that I haven't got some figures, but I mean, you know, video games is exactly the type of testing you want to do for, for that sort of 
Um, There's a range of games that it could be, though, isn't it? It could be like Pac-Man. Solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, not exactly keyboard intensive. No, no, no. Or it I, could be like a, you know, like a Halo or something like that, where it probably is very intensive. Well, I'm sure these guys know what they're doing. But, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, there are a number of uh, applications for this ranging from... Computers that use keyboards to computers that should use keyboards. <laughs> no, no, no. No, that, that's when you'd use an ordinary solid keyboard. keyboard. Yeah, well, yeah, solid keyboard. No, no, the, like things for uh, sensing skin for motion capture. Which is then useful for things like athletes and clinicians. Do they currently do they tie keyboards to people to do motion capture? Well, I, I, I don't think it's keyboards. It's the fact that they've got electronics in a uh, stretchable rubber device. That's the haven't they had that for a while there? Well, they have flexible ones. Have they had stretchy ones? I don't know. Is that really the is that the groundbreaking thing? Well, that's the stretching. That's how, that's what I understand. And also, I, there's a, just I was reading an article about it where it mentions it, it will bounce if you drop it. That's kind of handy too. <laughs> you can play basketball with it and then t- and type on it. I mean, what? And then, and then see what you've just googled. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want private search on at that point. Oh, oh no! I was playing basketball with the keyboard, <laughs> and that's what typed in there in the yeah, search. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain five that. Times and- downloaded the video and then stored that in a correct folder on my it was all because of the bouncing keyboard <laughs> oh yeah exactly no they've anyway they've uh, they've created a spin-off company called stretch sense and they're going to develop wearable and other technologies designed to sense stretch so there you go so there could be there could be somebody soon sitting at their raspberry pi zero typing on their stretch sense keyboard listening to the boys of tech yeah, it's conceivable, Ben. Well, that's good. I'm glad that that's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> okay. And what else is not out of the realm of possibilities is uh, ending the show right here, and I'm going to do it. So, Ben, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting this kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of a bit of a weird episode it was. But anyway, episode 361, thank you very much for co-hosting. Isn't every episode with me weird? Well, this is the point. Yeah, you have a very good point. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. so it shouldn't be you. It no, shouldn't that's be true. Used I, you. I think our listeners yeah. are used to that. Anyway, thanks, thanks again, and thanks to our listeners, and we hope to catch you next time. Until then, have yourselves a fantastic week. Goodbye. Scientists at University of Auckland's Bio... What? The Bio what? Never heard of that before. Okay, uh, here we go.